The biggest Spider-Man news in over a decade broke this week. Yeah, but it's not that big of a surprise. I feel like everybody should have seen this coming. Another week, another list. Trending comics in the comic book marketplace. We're going on about five years of doing this video every single week without skipping a beat. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button, and add the list at number 10. We got some James Tynan, the fourth to discuss. We're talking about World Tree number one. This is the Thank You variant by Peach Momoko. This is the second print of the World Tree number one as well. That's important to keep in mind. Book is hitting $85 average sales. This was a one per store. Considering there's probably a spread of between 28 and 3,500 comic stores that could have gotten this one copy. This is about the standard print run of a retailer variant. But that Peach Momoko cover puts it in a completely different league. And since issue one debuted, I have been shocked how much the community has backed this comic book because it's so mature. This is James Tynan going full horror, slasher, and I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, and issue two just dropped this past week to coincide with the second print and this thank you variant. And spoilers, I guess, issue two is also as awesome as issue one was. It's a really cool book. I'm enjoying it. It's very dark. It's very scary. Bring it on. I want more. Now, I'm not saying because we are tiny onion official members of James Tynan the fourth that our opinion matters more than other YouTubers who do not have this exclusive card so that when we go to conventions, we can get all the swag we want. But our opinion matters more anyway, no matter what, across the board, <laughs> whether or not it's James Tynan, but especially on uh, James Tynan Matters, we... We're pretty cool. We're literally card-carrying members of the Onion Club, so you have to listen to us on this and, and pretty much everything else. At the list at number nine, we have X-Men Adventures issue number one. came out in 1992 based off of the hit animation show that we all grew up watching that inspired so many members of the community to get into X-Men to find a fondness for Gambit and other characters like Mr. Sinister. We're talking about X-Men Adventures number one. This is the first appearance of Morph! That's actually the main reason why this book is here. Everyone loves Morph from the animated series. We know Logan loves Morph. 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 What about Morph? This one's for you, Morph. He's my friend. He's the only one who could ever make me laugh. I'm going to throw some numbers at you guys. We've got $18 average sales for this book. We saw the most recent sale of a 9.6 happen last month for $59. And we are seeing in general a 233% increase in copies sold compared to last week. Coming to Disney+, Plus, X-Men 97, named after the year that the original series ended, and we had a leak happen this past week about who was going to be doing all the voice acting, and I was so stunned to see so many of the original voice actors take on their roles that they formerly did. So in total, we did get confirmation of 11 different actors and characters who are going to be appearing in X-Men 97. However, only five of them are reprising their roles from the original animated series over 20 years ago. But that's still pretty good news, especially when you consider the specific actors and characters who are returning. The biggest one for me, probably, uh, Rogue, is going to be played by Lenore Zahn, who played Rogue back in the original cartoon. And she's a very, very important <laughs> member of this team. Very important part of young Ryan's sexual awakening. <laughs> Well, you do have Wolverine, Cal Dodd, who's going to be reprising his role as Logan. <laughs> Which was not a sexual <laughs> thing for me growing up. You can speak for yourself, Tom. I loved, I loved Wolverine in the cartoon. Strap your seatbelts on, bub. Later. We've also got Storm, who's reprising her role as well. Allison Seeley Smith. She played Storm in the entire original animated series, uh, except for the first season. Also, Mr. Sinister, who we've been talking about a lot in relation to the show, the original actor Christopher Britton is returning to play Mr. Sinister. We also have George Buzo, who's reprising his role as the Beast as well. 
Let's talk about this book in high grade because I think there's a lot of opportunity. The heights this book reached was near $500 back in April 2022. The most recent 9.8 sale happened a year later, this past April, for $157. And it's hard to believe that this book will ever drop below $125. It is a beloved comic. And believe it or not, even if it was printed in the 90s to a high amount, very tough in high grade. You got to consider yeah, it was kids like Tom and me who were grabbing this and waving it around and running all around the house with it and playing games and not taking good care of a book like this, which is why we've only seen an increase of eight 9.8s in the last two months since we talked about this book last, whereas we have an increase overall of 62 slabs across all different grades, but only eight of those are at 9.8. You heard that right, Comic Fam, in over two months. Over 60 copies were graded, and under 8% of them graded at a 9.8. And the total 9.8 census count sits at 228. That is a very low number considering when this book debuted and how respected it is. Let's move on. We got to get into some Spider-Man stuff because Across the Spider-Verse is in theaters now as you guys are watching this. And as you would expect, that movie has spiked a lot of different books onto this list, including this one here, Spider-Woman number 1 from 1978. All right, I don't even think we need to give light spoilers because we haven't even seen Across the Spider-Verse yet. The movie has debuted, but all these sales took place prior to the release. Over on Key Collector Comics, however, the trending 20, the larger list we sourced these 10 books from, over half of them were Spidey Keys, and you need to see the ones we don't talk about on this show because they're going up for good reason. The news goes beyond Across the Spider-Verse. Incidentally, Beyond the Spider-Verse is the name of the upcoming third movie. I don't know if you did that did intentionally you like the pun? or not. But you got to like the video for that one. That was intentional. You guys can't even imagine how many times it took Tom to retake this to get the title of the movie right. Because this one, this one is Across the Spider-Verse, not Into the Spider-Verse. But we're not talking about Into the Spider-Verse. We're talking about Across the Spider-Verse in which Spider-Woman Jessica Drew appears in the movie. But we've talked about that a lot before. This is like an amalgamation of several different versions of this Spider-Woman character from Across Decades worth of comic book appearances. $75 average sales, a 9.8 hit $204. The heights this book reached was $1,025 back in 2021. The drops were immense. And we just told you about the census count of X-Men. I'm going to prove it to you how attractive that book looks coming out in 1992 with such a low census count. This book came out in 1978, and the 9.8s tally a total of 1,571 copies, 41 of which are an increase since we last chatted about this in December 2022. Hot damn. We've got a 124% increase in copies sold of this book this week compared to last week because we do have Spider-Woman in this movie. But like I said, this is a sort of mishmash of a couple different versions of Spider-Woman. Most prominently, the African-American Spider-Librarian version of this character that we got back in 1974, which predates this issue of Spider-Woman number one, where a regular librarian named Valerie... Puts on a spider, Spider-Man costume and suction cups on her hands and feet and walks around on the walls. And it's like a PBS electric company tie-in book. Very obscure, very random. But they did combine that with the more modern version iteration of Jessica Drew that we've seen wearing like biker outfits. And uh, and she's pregnant, riding a motorcycle, which is seems like a very unsafe combination if you ask me. Take a look at this 1 in 25 on Spider-Woman number 2 by Ming Doyle. Clearly you can see they've combined multiple characters from Spidey lore. And I'm excited to see her debut in Across the Spider-Verse. And this isn't the only reason why Spider-Woman is spiking this week. Yes, but we will be getting into that further as the list goes on. Speaking of the list going on, we need to go on to number seven. Bill Mantlo, goodness, Micronauts number one. Debuted in 1979, another toy franchise turned into comic book story by 
brilliant writers. And this book is seeing $20 average sales and a 9.8 hitting $140. The heights this book reached was $699 back in 2021. This book has dropped mightily. And I mentioned this last week when ROM hit the list that I was so stoked to see that they're going to be reprinting the entire 75-issue run into Omnibus for the first time. And this week, we're finding out that Micronauts are getting the same damn treatment, and I'm so stoked about it. Yes, it looks like Marvel and Hasbro have come to some sort of deal and are re-releasing all of this stuff that has not been released in trades or collected editions at all since it was released in single issues back in the 70s and 80s. So this is... Kind of exciting to see. Like Tom mentioned, similar to ROM, which hit number one last week, we are seeing a uh, Micronauts a facsimile of number one. That's going to come out later this year in September. And then in April of next year, we're going to be hit with the Micronauts Volume 1 Omnibus, which is exciting. An increase of 167% in copies sold for this issue one. But I'm also curious what Gem Mint from Gem Mint Collectibles thinks about the variants they're making on Omnibus. You know I love it when I see a new Marvel Omnibus announcement. Now, variant covers is something they've been doing since the beginning with the Omnibus format. Except back then you would have like an Alex Ross homage cover for X-Men Volume 1, and then the OG cover would be the direct market variant. Me, personally, I always liked the original artwork on that dust jacket. I want the cover of the dust jacket to match the interior of the comics. But many people like that modern art. And now they do a couple of different variants, it seems, for each omnibus. I mean, for this one, we have four different covers. You've got the main cover, which is Micronauts number one by artist Dave Cockrum. You've got the Michael Golden variant, who was a Micronauts artist. The follow-up artist to the series has a variant cover here as well, Jackson Geese. And then you've got the Steve Ditko variant. Marvel has been leading the way with the omnibus format. Keep them coming. Now make sure to follow Gem Mint, not just here on YouTube. I know the comic fam already follows the best statue reviewer on the internet, but he's also on Whatnot, and he's turning it up every month doing statue giveaways that are like $500 to $1,000 in value. It's insane. We're at number six on the list with an Amazing Spider-Man key that is not related to Across the Spider-Verse. This is Amazing Spider-Man number 238 from 1983, the first appearance of the Hobgoblin, Roderick Kingsley. We are seeing $450 average sales with a recent 9.6 sale of $899 last month. Join the mystery mail. Call one per box. We're sending out trades or virgins. It's going out at random of Disney Villains Maleficent issue number one by Johnny Desjardins. It looks beautiful in person. You're going to love this book. And also one per box is Spider-Gwen Shadow Clones issue number one trade dress by Ariel Diaz. I have some other surprises I'm putting in the box. You can follow me on Instagram to kind of see a peek behind the curtain, you know, a little behind the scenes. And let's get back to Hobgoblin because I'm a big tattoo fan, but I'm an even bigger tattoos fan. It would help if you gave them the website, though. That's ComicTom101.com to sign up for the mystery mail call. And yeah, like Tom mentioned, this book has tattoos with a Z in it, which is obviously the main reason we're seeing it on the list and no other reason whatsoever. Make sure to open this comic book up. It's going to be the first thing that anybody who's buying this book who knows cares about. It's an insert that has a couple temporary tattoos in there. And if anyone ever tries to remove those tattoos, you can't grab them without breaking the seal. So you're looking for that insert. It makes it so much more difficult to press the book. And without those tattoos, people do not look at this with the same value. It is something that cuts down the price of the book immensely if they're not present. We've got a 125% increase in copies sold of this book week over week. Uh, and this is usually on the list because of Jacob Batalon, who plays Ned Leeds in the Spider-Man MCU movies with Tom Holland. 
However, there's not really a reason for that to be on the list this week. We did get sort of confirmation from uh, Spider-Man producer Amy Pascal that the fourth Spider-Man movie starring Tom Holland is still happening. There is going to be a new trilogy of Spider-Man movies after No Way Home. It kind of sounds like they're going to do a more friendly neighborhood Spider-Man vibe, right? Right, where everybody's memory gets wiped and they kind of forget about Peter Parker. Make him like a straight-level hero. I love it. Which we need more of, yeah. But she did clarify that work on that movie is paused due to the writer's strike there in the script portion of Spider-Man 4, so that's not happening at the moment. But it does imply that it is happening, which um, if we do see Ned Leeds again, there has been speculation this whole time that he will become the Hobgoblin, so maybe he'll be the villain of Spider-Man 4, but I, I don't really see it. I don't, I don't want to see it, honestly. Kind of did that already with Spider-Man 3, but here's the thing. Jacob Batalon, since 2016, has been hinting that he would really like or possibly that we will see him go full antagonist at some point. But here's the problem. That started back in 2016, and every year he's done some little things in the public that make people think that this is coming, like showing a picture of him holding a Hobgoblin action figure, for example. He mentioned it in interviews, kind of like on the sly. But at the end of last year on Jimmy Fallon, he straight up apologized to the public saying that he was wrong to mislead so many people. Granted, there's a lot of lying that happens by these actors and actresses trying to, like, put people off of the scent that there may be something coming to surprise the audience, you know? They did that with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. So it's like, who do you believe? But he really sounded like he was trying to backtrack, and I low-key believe him. Yeah, he easily could have just been excited by saying, like, oh, this is Ned Leeds, this is the guy I'm playing, this is a toy of the of the villain he becomes in the comic books. I would personally rather see Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin make an appearance finally as a Spider-Man villain in Spider-Man 4, maybe even somebody like Scorpion, who they set up all the way back in Homecoming and never touched again. Number five on the list is another Spider-Verse spec that is confirmed. We know that we're going to see Spot in this next movie. That's been talked about it's in the trailer. No surprises here. Also intriguing, though, that the spot is slated for the third film beyond the Spider-Verse as well. And we have Spectacular Spider-Man issue number 98 to discuss because it's hitting $30 average sales, $203 for a recent CGC 9.8. And this is the first appearance of the spot. Yep. We've also got a 162% increase in copies sold as we get closer to the release of Across the Spider-Verse. Again, as you're watching this right now, the movie is released. Uh, the spot is voiced by Jason Schwartzman, who is a really cool actor. He's really funny. He's been in a lot of Wes Anderson movies. He was in uh, the recent season of Fargo, which we actually just talked about on the show last week, as well as he made a brief appearance in uh, the most recent season of I Think You Should Leave, which is Tom's favorite show ever made. You're telling them lies, Ryan, but I digress because this book, last year, at the time that it spot was confirmed, spiked up at a 9.8 to $775. Something that you have to play out when you're considering your spec is... How notable is the villain, and how likely is it going to pop off to the point that it's going to keep going up? Sometimes it's better to wait as the movie approaches, because typically we see a lull right before the movie comes out. Members grabbing this for $500 under the heights in under a year proves that. And now at the list at number four, we got a actor from Lost, Ryan's favorite show of all time, taking on the lead role of a new Amazon show that we've talked about in the past that has officially been greenlit. We have Butterfly Number 1 that debuted in 2014. Correct. This is from Boom Studios. We're seeing $4 average sales, which is cover price. And there was a recent $195, 9.8 CGC sale that happened last month. And overall, we are seeing a 633% increase in copies sold, which is a pretty big increase for a book like this. Daniel Day Kim is going to be the star of this Amazon series that was granted a six-episode arc on Amazon. We found out news in February that this was optioned, well, 
quickly it became a for sure thing. And back then, there were only like, what, three copies graded on the census at a 9.8. And here's some other advice that you can consider when independent comic books get optioned. So yeah, as Tom mentioned earlier, this book was optioned in February, which is the last time we talked about it. And back then, there were only three slabs across all grades, uh, one grade, 9.8. There were three 9.8s on the CGC census. Now there has been an increase of 35 since then for a total of 38 slabs, including 29 9.8s. The vast majority of them are at 9.8. When the news broke, a couple of members were able to snag the few 9.8 copies already listed for under 80 bucks because they were already listed. They were there. And it was a great opportunity considering that it was a low census count. But we warned the community then that there's going to be a wave of slabs that are going to hit the census. And it did. And in the interim, we saw members purchasing this book for between $150 and $250. Thinking probably low census count, Amazon option status, cool lead role. Sounds like a dope comic book. However... With an increase of over 20 copies out of 9.8, the writer's strike being added to this pile of spec that's going to delay it even more, I think we're going to see double the 9.8s hit the market. Don't overpay for this book. Buy it raw, look for high-grade copies, and consider waiting a little bit because I think you're going to be able to get it closer to that $100 marker. What's really interesting, too, is we just saw a uh, the $250 record high price set, but right after that, somebody bought this book for $23. Like, really, really low. Somebody was paying attention and got this book on the cheap, right, when the news was kind of dying down and there wasn't really any updates on this. So you got you to pay attention. And another thing to consider is that Boom had really high-quality paper. They still do. So that's why we're seeing a lot of 9.8s compared to other grades of this book. Number three on the list is one of the most renowned 90s spider keys that exist. Web of Spider-Man 118, the first appearance of Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, or Chasm. That's true. That's a more recent development. We've been talking about Ben Riley a lot this year due to the events of Dark Web happening in the Zeb Wells run of Amazing Spider-Man. Unfortunately, uh, since then, Spider-Man has not been the greatest run of comics, but we'll, that's not what we're talking about right now. We're seeing $100 average sales for this book with a recent 9.8 sale of $899 that happened last month in May. I think the chasm narrative over this last year definitely uplifted this book a bit more and then you couple that with the across the spider-verse spec because clearly he's going to be in this movie we've seen toys and we've seen shots and trailer an increase of 222 percent because the movie's debuting this week but take a look at these numbers a 9.8 height was reached back in may 2022 of 1,000 in $185. We just told you about the Spider-Woman 1 dropping near $1,000 in the same amount of time. This book is down a few hundred bucks. Yeah, that's true. The last sale was $899, like I said a minute ago. And I think a big part of the reason for that is we've been talking about Ben Riley a lot over the last year with Chasm. And as news of his appearance in this movie started to come out, we did just get news a couple weeks ago that Andy Samberg will be playing the voice of Ben Riley in Across the Spider-Verse, which I think sounds like a perfect fit. He's got that right kind of 90s dude bro energy, which should really be funny to see or hear. And number two on the list, holy smokes, it's officially happened. We have the first official news of Miles Morales joining the live action MCU. You can't talk about Miles Morales without mentioning uh, number two on the list, Ultimate Fallout number four from 2011. We're seeing $500 average sales for this book. Last month, we saw the most recent CGC 9.8 sale of $1,650, but we've seen prices get up closer to $2,000 even since then. We've got a 134% increase in copies sold as we reach, again, Across the Spider-Verse coming out this week. We've been saying that a lot, but we also did get news break that Miles Morales is getting a live-action movie all to his own, thanks to Variety. 
Amy Pascal dished the information. It's happening. We've known that it was coming. Really, everybody knew that this book was going to pop. However, a lot of members bought this years ago. The Heights, a 9.8 first appearance of Miles Morales, one of the most respected modern blue chip keys, hit $4,500 in just April 2022. $2,000 sales had me looking at this book, and it's popping as a massive increase in copies sold, despite the book being down by more than half. We last talked about Ultimate Fallout number four uh, back in December when it hit number eight on the trending list. Uh, since then, we've seen an increase of 955 slabs added to the CGC census, which is a pretty steep increase, especially considering 268 of those are brand new 9.8s. So congrats to all 268 of you out there. Compared to that, however, we do have the Georgievic variant. That is a 1 in 25 ratio variant, so it's significantly more rare that we talked about in January. So almost the same amount of time has passed since then. We've only seen 33 new slabs added to the census since then, so it is much, much, much more rare and therefore much more expensive. The 9.8, in which there are 12 new copies added to the census since January, has a recent sale in March of $33,600. It's this book that permanently changed the direction of modern key collectible comics because there really isn't any like non-newsstand, non-double cover, like non-these like random, you know, expensive, unique keys, just standard cover A, you know, variant covers or incentive covers. This book is the leader and it moves the entire modern value up. I'm never going to see one. I don't even think I've seen a regular Ultimate Fallout 4. You never saw mine when I had the 9.6? You sold it too quick. <laughs> Yo, I sold my 9.6, which, what is that hitting right now? It's like $7,000. Yeah, last sale was $7,300. For the Jojevic? You had a Jojevic one? I had a Jojevic 9.6, and I sold it for $1,800. Yeah. Hit Moving the like. on! Hit the like. <laughs> Ignore, cut that. We'll cut that for <laughs> the record. Nobody needs to know that. Hit the like. Because I don't like to think about that too much. But I bring you the authenticity comic, fam. It was a good trade. But, subscribe. And at the list at number one, holy smokes, we got more Spider-Woman, or do we? Well, all I know is we've got Secret Wars, issue number seven here at number one on the list. This book came out in 1984. We're seeing $20 average sales with a 9.8 sale last month for $171. We have the first appearance of Julia Carpenter's Spider-Woman. And another key moment, She-Hulk battles Titania for the first time in this issue, which actually made this book more relevant over the last couple years before the Madam Web spec took place. Because we're actually getting confirmation this week that Sydney Sweeney, is going to be portraying Spider-Woman. Correct. We have known for a while that Sydney Sweeney was attached to this movie, but the role she was playing was up in the air. Confirmed this week that she will be Julia Carpenter, Spider-Woman. But considering that this movie comes out early 2024, we really don't know a whole lot of other stuff about this movie. The Really, the only thing we do know is Dakota Johnson from Fifty Shades of Grey will be playing Madam Web herself. But there are some other interesting Spider-Woman-related news stories to get into because while we did get confirmation that a live-action Miles Morales movie is happening in the same interview, producer Amy Pascal mentioned that an animated Spider-Woman movie is in the works, but as you know, based on just this list, there are several different Spider-Woman characters that could be referring to. We're not 100% sure which one will be getting this movie. Increase of copies sold to 567%. Now, as far as Spider-Woman goes, let's just run through it. We have the Across the Spider-Verse, Beyond the Spider-Verse. We have animation stuff happening. We also have Spider-Gwen, who is a major part of the animation. It would make sense that Spider-Gwen, who, by the way, has been Spider-Woman before in the comic books, would be an ideal character to 
like lead in her own movie. And interesting too, in the Variety article where this was all confirmed and announced, they announced the Spider Woman movie and then gave a quote from Haley Steinfeld who said she really enjoys playing Spider Gwen in these movies, which seems to imply that they're referring to her character and not necessarily Sydney Sweeney or Julia Carpenter or Jessica, Jessica Drew. Drew. Exactly. All the, there's it could be all up in the air. We don't really know what's happening. Maybe they're just going to do an animated version of Madam Web and do like an all female Spider Woman character movie, which they're already making in Madam Web, so maybe they won't. But it's all it's still up in the air, which is concerning considering how close. The Madam Web movie actually is. An increase in copies sold of 567%. Madam Web sounds like kind of a strange movie. But consider this. We also have Craven the Hunter, which is coming out in October this year with an R rating. Very strange. And it doesn't stop there. El Muerto is still slated. Yes, the obscure wrestler Spider-Man is going to be portrayed by Bad Bunny at this point, And that's slated for January 2024. Then we have the Madam Web movie, to follow that up in February 2024. And then we have Venom 3 TBD. It's a weird slate of movies over at the Sony Spider-Man world, but uh, Craven the Hunter looks like it's off to a good start, so we can just cross our fingers and uh, see where we go from there. Speaking of Spider-Man characters and also Craven the Hunter, because we know we're going to see Rhino going full Rhino in this movie, you have until next week. I'm giving you one more week to join my newsletter on ComicTom101.com. Once you go to the website, the very first prompt that comes up, you just put your email in there, and that's how you can enter into not just win this, ASM41 graded at a 5.0, first printing of the first appearance of Rhino. It enters you to win all giveaways we do on the show going forward. That way we have the email to contact when we do a random drawing. Don't just sign up to win this book. Sign up to win all giveaways and as always geek responsibility enough said batman night terror foil drop is officially live on comictown101.store we priced them at 30 bucks with cgc options all pre-sale and we're selling out quick but i just added a bunch more for the youtube fam take a look at these other videos have a great weekend and i'll see you soon